Jackson. Jackson, how are you this morning? Very good, very good. I'm just changing the speaker. That's better. All righty, welcome everyone. Morning minutes, two o seven. Indeed. Hard ass Tuesdays. Welcome to Domino's. How may I help you? <laughs> tight ass. Should I be a tight ass on my home renovations? That's what this episode is about. Our yes. guidance. What we see people do right. What we yes. see people do wrong in relation yes. to renovations. Mark, what's probably the biggest boo-boo um, clients do financially, but also just in themselves? You, you know what you touched on just before about the timing of when you do something? Yeah. You know how That's just I've like got enjoyment. To, like ladies and gentlemen, I've got to give everyone a tip right now about getting your property looking good for sale. If you're not selling, do it now. And the reason why is the amount of times we get people falling back in love with their home because they've done these beautiful renovations to sell. And they're like, why didn't I just do this six months ago and enjoy it for six months? Why didn't I do this two years ago and enjoy it for two years? Um, it's the best investment in your soul, in your family. Um, and I know it's nice being a little bit tight ass, keeping your money in the bank close, but spending it on your home, what a great investment to make money tax-free and uh, to, uh, to uh, fuel your soul and your family. 100%. Like you hear it a lot. They've bought a home. They were always going to do the deck renovation. Let's say yeah. they couldn't use the deck. They're always going to do yeah. the deck renovation. Um, and they had an ex extra kid and now that, and or whatever it is. And then now they've decided to sell it and they they go, well, we can't sell it like that because it will just hinder so much of the market. Let's just do it for the sale. And then it clicks in and like, oh man, we lived through that for two years and we didn't do it. Yeah. And then in I, our I, light hear, bulb, that, I light hear that bulbs. a lot. Like yeah. light bulbs. I'm not talking about the hundred grand uh, bloody renovation. I'm talking about just real simple investments in renos, like getting it, like you said, the deck and the painting and light bulbs. The painting and new carpets, doing the tiles. And carpets. Have some fun. Enjoy, you know. Yeah. And you know what? It's always a push. Yes. It's never easy. It's never the right time. It's always like, you know, we, do we really need to do it? Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. Invest into your home. Because there's a lot of little things you could do, which I get the path, Mark, where you don't want to start because you don't know where it's going to end. And we've seen it many times where they, they start with painting, the next minute they're reading on the floors, the next minute they're reading, like they just, it never ends. I think it's very important to have just clear, one clear, decise plan of what you're going to do and budget around it because there's yep. nothing worse, Mark, than when people come to us and they're like, we've we've done this and this and this and we've spent 100 grand and you're like, oh, it probably hasn't added any value to the property. I think there's a difference between making it more enjoyable, livable and saleable, but not necessarily adding value where some people can really screw that up. <laughs> where because not always with with works mark is a dollar in two dollars in return sometimes it's a dollar in just to get the dollar out 
Look, uh, when you do that a point. year before you're going to do it and enjoy it. Good point. And you know what? Um, a big question that we get asked as real estate agents, people want to know, am I spending too much? Am I overcapitalizing? The best advice we can offer today is maximum impact, minimum cost. Don't get caught up in the detail. Focus on the big impact stuff. So, you know, kitchens and bathrooms, expensive, whether they're soft closed doors, whether they're not soft closed mm. doors, it's a hard one. But if you've got to choose to do a reno on your bathroom or to paint and carpet, always I'd be choosing the maximum impact, minimum yeah. cost items. Even if the kitchen was really ratty, I would still, or the bathroom was really ratty, I'd say, look, still guys, I want you to focus on the maximum impact stuff around you. That's the minimum cost. So, when you're doing that and you can enjoy that, that's really powerful. So have a look around your house. Look at things that need to, that, that, that are looking a bit worse. Uh, and you know what, Michael? It's really hard when you're used to seeing something 365 days a year, you actually miss it. You almost yeah. need to get a family friend to come in and say, hey, pretend you're going to buy this property. What would you yeah. change without? And it hurts. You don't want to hear it. Oh, I really like that. Or not. like, ask them. Yeah. Or get a real estate agent in. Ask them. Yeah. And get, you know, agents are for free. It's free advice, it's which is so pretty true. hard to find these days. Ask the agent and say, look, I'm going to be selling in 12 to 24 months. But if I could do something now that's going to add value, Mr. Real Estate Agent, from your external eyes, what do you see? It's yeah. Great. And that's not going to be too expensive or major. Like, with the kitchen, for example, a lot of people, or the bathroom, a lot of people won't touch it because you're right. To do it properly is quite expensive, but there are cheaper alternatives. Tile over the tile, painting yep. the cupboards. Like a lot of time, Mark, there's, um, especially in the older homes, they have beautiful uh, cabinetry, but they just need to be painted over or, or redone that way, which can be very um, inexpensive and not disrupt the family, but they really enjoy it. So I think... Um, there's little things out there that people could be mindful of and that they're going to enjoy. But a, ben like a, bench, the a bench top swap, you know, yes, two, two, yes. Grand, two, three grand for a bench top. You know, your bench top's been nailed. Uh, it's yep. ugly. It's, uh, it's ghastly. And you've, uh, you may be uh, missing it. But yep. swap it around. I've got a great guy. If anyone, if anyone wants tips on the Northern Beaches, we've got amazing tradespeople that'll mm. be in and out within a couple of days. But the worst thing is, Mark, when someone probably has a not a knockdown home, but a home that needs a full reno, and then they spend twenty grand just doing a mad, great kitchen. But it's like, really, if someone who's buying this is doing it knowing one, they're going to knock it down, or two, they're going to do a lot of work to. And if you're doing eighty percent of the home, you're not afraid to do the extra twenty, which could be the kitchen. So yeah. they're paying almost knockdown rates because they don't want to pay the forty grand full freight that you did for that kitchen. So that's where it could be very important to get uh, an agent through. Like you said, they're free. I don't see, I get that you may not want to be bombarded with when you're selling, when you're selling, but a lot of agents aren't bad people and they won't be like that. And if you're honest with them and just say, hey, we're staying in this home for another six to 24 months, but we watched that Michael and Mark morning minutes and they said it would be a good idea to bring you through because I want to do some work to the property because it's not livable now or we're just not happy, but we don't want to overdo it. What do you reckon? And they may, you know what? 
just getting the new lighting in here, paint this and let's have a look under that carpet. Wow, you've got great floorboards. Maybe pull them up and polish them and just enjoy that. And it's not going to break the bank and you're not going to be sitting there going, wow, we just did a new kitchen. The guy buying it is knocking it down because I've had that many times and it, it does break people's heart. It does. But you know what? You can plug away. If you make a, if you, and look, normally in a couple, there's one person that will uh, be uh, thrifty, tight ass. And there's one person that'll be a little, that'll be a bit more happy to get stuff done, spend money, lose ass. Um, And the, what, what you'll actually find is if you two sit down as a couple, make a wish list and then say, okay, we're going to do something every 12 weeks. Mm. One thing every 12 weeks. You would be shocked after one year how different your home is going to be uh, and it's going to make you money. It's a tax-free investment. Now, if you're investing into things that are smart because you had a real estate agent through and they've told you what are the smart things to do on your home, if you're investing in things that are smart, it's actually good not to be a tight ass. Because for every $1, you'll get another $2 on top of that. You're going to triple yes. your money, guys. If you're doing stuff that's guided by a pro and they're going to, a real estate agent in the industry telling you what's going to make money, you're going to spend $1 and you're going to sell that property for $3 more than the dollar that you invested. So it is worth it and it's a tax-free investment. So I'll, the, the reason why I say that is normally if you go and buy a stock, and you put in a dollar into a stock and the stock doubles, well, you're going to have to give half to the tax department. Mm. Not the case when it's your own home. Yeah. And another thing I wouldn't mind trying to debunk or raise people's attention is when they do do a build and they do believe it's their forever home, I mm. think people need to be very conscious of how much money they put in. We see it a lot where they've built a fortress, they've built it right, they've they've just, if you could spend 50 cents, they spent $3 because it's their own, they're building it themselves. But things happen and things change. Um, families get bigger, families get smaller. And then when they come to the market and there's a price there, they're like, but the land, like a land value, say one three, you, I spent 1.5 on a building, you tell me it's 1.8. It's like, yeah, because you don't necessarily get that value back. Uh, people can, we call it overcapitalizing. And I think that so is it's good to be a tight ass. Yeah. So this is where it's good to be a tight ass because my full brick, oh, brick veneer. Perfect example. Perfect example. Full brick or brick veneer. Because I, as much as it sounds good, I really don't see the two getting that much difference in pricing, Mark. And like, it's, it sounds good, don't get me wrong, when we say it's full brick, but that buyer who asked you if it's full brick, he's still one of the top bidders there. Like it's on so many occasions, but the difference being doing potentially doing it full brick could be a $700,000 build to yeah. 1.2, yeah. 1.3, and you may not get that back if you have to sell it within five years or two years of building. I think that's the that's probably one of the biggest mistakes. Like, and you see those homes, they sit on the market for a long time. They, they are very disappointed. G'day Rosie Sullivan, Tom Pannis has joined us. Daryl, it's good to have you on. Um, Hi, what everyone. we're talking about this morning is being a tight ass when it comes to 
property renovations, overcapitalizing, but also a big thing people don't you do. Gotta, guys, you got to remember, you got to remember, maximum impact, minimum cost. That's what I want people to take away from today. Maximum yep. impact, minimum cost. So brick it's actually- Brick versus full brick home. Brick yeah. full brick. You've got to float between the tight ass and the loose ass. You sort of got to. You've got to be really smart about this. That's very, very important with property renovations on your home. Super, super, super. Um, now, Michael, another example. We've got some key clients that we can actually use as an example. And yes. let's use the, let's use the clients that are terrifically successful with their money when it comes to being tight asses and when it comes to not being tight asses. Mm. Now, I'm not going to say any names, but I'm thinking people. But of two distinct people that are over the age of sixty, yep. um, fabulously, and you know, who, you know, I think we, you know, we're on the same wavelength, yes. and uh, and these guys are known for not being frivolous, but when they bat, when they dish out, they really dish out. Yeah, and I think there's a bit of a. I think it's like it's okay. This is probably the best analogy. You you get smashed avo and egg five days a week and or seven days a week or you have tuna and bread six days a week and then you go to a what are the high style restaurants the top two hatted three hatted restaurant and enjoy it but you you don't black, waste much along black the, in the casino going there tonight the with uh, with josh teslin yes that, that would be good to hear um <laughs> say hello for me so it's more, and then in relation to property, it's, we see it where they're not constantly doing little things or instead of doing, let's just say uh, there's a reno where a lot of people just do patchwork, patch it up, it'll be good for another 12 months, patch it up for yep. another 12 months, where yep. the clients, they may not, they let it, <laughs> they probably let it get a little bit too bad. It's almost like you see the sun come out tired of the, the patch, tired ass. So the successful then, guys do have that trait in them, yes? Yes. But then when they fix it, oh, it nothing. It's almost like they're redoing it. They're doing it better than you had to. So it's that, and then you never have a problem with it down the track. They do it well. They get multiple quotes and they yep. hustle those quotes. And it's, I, I think that's trait. Instead of patching it um, every six months, they may let it go for a year and then they fix it. They fix it well. Yep. Well, there, there is a saying saying uh, out there saying the poor pay twice. And it, and it goes that way a little bit with a tradesperson with a power tool. You can, you know, if you're a great tradesperson and uh, you're a carpenter and you go out and buy the, the Bunnings cheapest drill that you can buy, you're yep. going to be replacing that. You're going to be replacing that drill probably every three months. After a couple of years, it's going to cost you a fortune. But if you go out and buy the, the, the quality the quality drill, whatever brand that's going to be, I don't know if it's a Makita or what it is, yeah. you're going to find that's going to last you for five years. So you're not actually, you're not replacing that item all the time. It's a very common trade we see with successful people in property. When they do it, they do it properly. But if they realize that if they're only going to be using something, they'll be a bit of a tight ass with it if they're, if they're not using something all the time. Yeah. And then also, what, where else? I think that sort of covers a lot of it. Uh, also, what about between, 
there's also that balance between do I buy a knockdown or do, do I buy a completed home? Where do you think people make that distinction? What do you reckon, Mark, between yeah, the knockdown or like do I you think reckon we, it's more we, lifestyle? They choose one or the other. We definitely touched on the topic um, yesterday, and I'll, I'll just quickly repeat if, if anyone who missed the show yesterday. Um, you've got to understand where where your core strengths are and where mm. you can make money. Because we, um, as a family, um, Lisa and I, we always we always opted um, to buy something renovated because we wanted to focus on our family and we wanted to focus on our business. As soon as we bought something we had to build, we took our focus away from our business and our focus away from our family. So we didn't want to spread, spread thin in the other two areas. Now, sometimes, fortunately, in a way, we, we were lucky that if, because some people, if they focus on their business, they still can't make any money, any more money. Mm. You know, like if you're, yeah. um, if you're working as a waitress in a coffee shop, um, well, you know, if you work twice, three times hard, you're not going to get paid three times more. So it's different. Yeah. You may be, you may be prone to saying, Cat. okay, my, my side business is going to be uh, renovating our family home to make money as well as mm. work in the cafeteria. Do you know what I mean? So it, it's, yep. it's, it's, it's not one, one, one size fits all, you know, with that, yep. but you know, I, I think today's topic on being, on being a tight ass and not being a tight ass with property renovations, with what people are asking us all the time, should I do it or should I not? I, what mm. do you reckon the takeouts from today are? Don't, be, don't wait till you have to sell or you're, you're out of it. Try and do it before. I think a lot of people live in discomfort with minor things and they're not waiting because of financial things. They're just waiting because uh, it's almost like it just, um, it's not financial. It's they don't feel like if they're not going to enjoy it forever, what's the point? But there is a point. You're going to have a good year. Can I dig it. down so, something you just said? Yeah. The fear of loss. Yeah. People are doing it when they go to sell because yeah. they fear that they are not going to get the best price for the property. Do you remember that what we talked about the other day? The, yeah. um, uh, yeah. what was Tom it called? Bounce quoted it. It's, it's uh, people fear losing a dollar more. They, the effect of losing a dollar is greater than the effect of, of winning making a dollar, a dollar. Of making yeah. winning a dollar. Yeah. It's a much more powerful emotion that you're going to lose five bucks. Yep. Much more powerful emotion than you're going to make five dollars. Fact. Yeah. So, so people are willing to dig. Yeah. yeah. So people, I've just people are willing yep. to dig down deep in their pocket because of the fear of loss, because of the fear of selling their property for less than what what they think it's worth. So they do that bloody property investment. They invest yep. in that renovation. So guys, that's a big one. That's yeah. a big one in what we're talking about today. It's a bit of an epiphany because at yep. the end of the day, if you can if you can take that emotion and you can wedge it in one, two or three years before you sell the property, mm. you're going to do a better job on the renovation and you're yep. going to do it for less money. And also when you're living through it or experiencing it, you can pick up all the little things that may be an oversight. You sort of you do a better job. Yeah, you do a better job. I think that's the take. 
I think it's a take. And you know what? That's a really big one. Um, yeah, that epiphany. And I, th- I can now yeah, see how that applies to I can see why everything. people, are, yeah, why people aren't doing it. So the big lesson, guys and girls, today is pace it, spend some money, pace it, because you're going to yep. bloody do it, you're going to do it in the last four weeks of, of uh, putting your property on the market. It's going to be a heart attack. It's going to be a rush, and you're not going to have the money. So pace it. Do yep. it. Uh, do it. Do it in you know year one, two, and three before you're selling. Enjoy the what your fruits of your labour. You're not going to have the money now. You're not going to have the money four weeks before you sell the property. Yeah. But bloody, you just got to bloody find the money and um, be a tight ass. Do do high impact things that don't cost a lot of money, but yeah. don't be a tight ass and not and not do your property up and sell it in a dilapidated state. Yeah, perfect. Alrighty, guys, that's the take episode two hundred seven. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks everyone for uh, watching. Hey, what about the weather, by the way? I don't know. I haven't noticed it. Is it good? Hey, <laughs> it is. Today is a cracker day. Uh, have, have we got anyone on here? We want to say good day to. Now I've done it. David New, okay. good to have you on. Michael Rembrandt, I know I've still got to pick up that stuff. A couple of weeks. Hey, mate, tell Michael, to drop, tell Michael to drop the stuff down when he's dropping my stuff down. Yeah, I will. Doesn't, right, doesn't, he, do, doesn't he do door service for you? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> oh, shit's doing Novak. But uh, Michael from Rembrandt, we, we want to have him on the show shortly as well. He's uh, He was telling me some really interesting stuff about mm. retailing. Uh, retailing and well, the episode we did with him was really busy so it'd be good to have him on after a few more yeah, months yeah and there's been a lot of changes down could have loved to share with everyone I find it really interesting um, alrighty guys thanks for tuning in see ya legends love ya see ya bye see you boy